Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. I want you to turn with me, please, to 1 Corinthians, please. 1 Corinthians. I'm going to modify the message just a bit today, 1 Corinthians and if you will, uh, turn there to chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're talking about the Wisdom Clinic. Thank you uh, for all of you who have come and those of you who've listened online. We talked about uh, wisdom, the ability to see things from God's perspective. A top-down view, if you will, the ability to see it. The Word tells us in Proverbs 4, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Pursue her. She will enrich you. We read in James 1 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all liberally and without finding fault, but let him ask in faith without any doubt. We've talked about how to receive wisdom. We talked about how there are certain things in our inner man that will poison our ability to hear the wisdom of God. We talked about um, unresolved, unmanaged anger in week one. Uh, last week, we talked about how to have wisdom in things that the Scripture does not specifically address. The conclusion of that, and I know um, uh, there was some of you who left there saying, well, what is he saying? It's not up to me to tell you what to do. Uh, it's up to me to tell you the Word of God and let you and the Holy Spirit decide what to do. And uh, here, are the, here are the final principles. Recognize who owns you. Been bought with a price, therefore glorify God. You belong to the Lord. Recognize who has the final word, who owns you. Study the issues, both sides. Look at both sides of it and let the peace of Christ Make the final decision. Go where you have uh, peace in things that are not addressed specifically in the Word of God. Now today, I uh, want to get back to the very root of wisdom, and that is the person and the power of wisdom is personified in our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's look at chapter 2, 1 Corinthians, verse 6, however... We speak wisdom among those who are mature. Everybody say, that's me. That was weak. We speak wisdom among those. It's better than saying you're old. <clears throat> we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, this world, this system, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Now understand that over and over again in the epistles, Paul speaks of the rulers of this age as being those principalities, powers, world forces of this darkness, spiritual forces in heavenly places, that is, in the atmosphere. And uh, remember Ephesians 6, our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, world forces of this darkness. So this scripture here Understand that the wisdom that we're to seek as mature believers is not from sources 
that are under the control and manipulation of the evil one. They are coming to nothing. Now look, look at verse 7. We speak the wisdom of God, God's ability to see and know all things. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. It is the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Do everybody see that? Which God ordained before the ages, and we automatically think for His glory. This says, God has ordained the hidden wisdom for our glory. Hmm. For our glory. For our ability to reflect the very character of our God. Which, verse 8, none of the rulers of this age, remember, those are the spiritual forces of darkness under the control and operation of the evil one, the devil, none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known the wisdom of God, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Wow. See, the devil's plan was, if we can just get rid of this Messiah, if we can just circumvent his life, if Nothing else works if we can just raise up religious leaders and Roman soldiers and if we can get the procurators and those who are in charge politically, if we can just get them riled up to let us crucify this man, then we can be done with it. I want you to notice what God is saying here. None of the rulers, none of those demonic forces knew what God was up to. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. My, my, my. Why? Go on. Verse 9. Because it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. You ain't seen nothing yet. God has got things prepared for you for all eternity that you can't even dream of right now. The wisdom of God that he accomplished. But notice, notice how he did it. It was through the cross. So the title of this message is The Great Checkmate. So what is a checkmate? It's when somebody makes a move for a purpose of their own desire only to find out that somebody's got a greater plan and used the move they made against them. Now, I don't play chess, but I know that. Checkmate. God uses what he doesn't initiate because he's sovereign. God already saw what the devil was going to try to do at Calvary. He already saw all that, and the devil played right into his plan. So these rulers of this darkness, had they known what God was up to, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. God from eternity past saw you, he loved you, he chose you, he called you, and at the cross, Jesus removed all the distance between God the Father and you. 
all the distance, bore the penalty of our sin, bore the, broke the power of sin over us. Sin shall not reign for those of us who know the grace of God. The great checkmate, he would, the enemy would not have crucified the Lord of glory had he known. But God has revealed those things to us through the Spirit, the deep things of God. The Spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? How many of you know that your mind can get so confused you don't know which ends up? Your emotions can get so turmoiled and so tangled up, you don't know whether you're coming or going from one day to the next. Amen. You're a human. But if you're born again, some, there is the Spirit of God is on the inside of you, and He knows what to do. See, our problem is we have trouble hearing what the voice of God's saying because we're allowing what is said to us from the outside to be what stays in our mind and stirs up our emotion and gets us all out of whack. And, and that's the reason it's so hard for us to hear the wisdom of God. It's in our spirit, put in there by the Holy Spirit. Remember, <clears throat> go to the very, very last verse of this passage, verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we, believers, have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ imparted to us by the Holy Spirit who lives in us who are saved. Who knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man? And how negligent are we when the Holy Spirit who has the wisdom of God, how negligent are we when we've got decisions to make to try to make those decisions purely out of our own mind or how we feel instead of seeking the wisdom of the Spirit of God who lives within us. How unwise is that? The words that Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, He will teach you all things and He will guide you into all the truth. He will guide you. You've got to be guidable. Maybe we should do a self-checkup often and say, Lord, am I being guidable? Am I listening? Am I being teachable? The wisdom of God, the checkmate at the cross that the devil never saw coming. Because he's, listen, I get so upset with believers who talk about the devil all the time. Well, the devil did this. Well, the devil did that. Well, the devil told me this. Well, the devil. Dear Lord. Our focus has got to be on Jesus. He's overcome the devil. <clears throat> the, the ability to hear the voice of God by the Holy Spirit is something we'll be working on this side of heaven every day. We need to ask the Lord to increase our ability to hear what the Spirit is saying because there is where wisdom is. You don't know what to do? Somebody inside you does. You don't know where to go. You don't know how to feel. If you're a believer, the Holy Spirit who carries the very mind of Christ, He knows what to do. He knows how to feel. 
problem is we just don't take the time and make the effort to seek what he's thinking, why he's feeling about it. So we just rush out there and we, you know, sometimes we even allow the media, for God's sake, to tell us how we ought to think and feel. And all of that lies under the atmosphere of this earth where the word says that the, the, the devil is the little God who, who has this earth under his spell. Read First John sometime. So, Pastor, what? Hey, hold your place right there. I want you to turn to the right, and I want you to go to Ephesians chapter three. How in the world, if if the evil one was checkmated at the cross, why does it feel like? That everywhere I turn, the devil is doing something that is wreaking havoc in my life. Well, one reason is because we don't understand the authority of the cross. We don't understand what God has called us as his body, the church, the body of Christ throughout this world to do. <coughs> Paul says in verse 8 of Ephesians 3, I who am less than all the saints, uh, skip on down there, he, he said, I'm speaking the things to the intent, verse 10, to the intent, here's my intent, that now the manifold wisdom of God, everybody say wisdom of God, the wisdom of God might be made known by the who? By who? The church, everybody say believers, should be made known by the church to the, uh-oh, watch this, to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Now, wait a minute. Go back to our passage there now in, in 1 Corinthians, none, verse 8, none of the rulers of this age the, the spiritual forces of darkness in this world didn't know the, the wisdom of God. If they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So what, one of the purposes of the church is for us to make known to the demonic forces that work in this world the wisdom of God, the authority of God, and what, what, what God says, and, and, and to establish His rule on the earth. Now read it for yourself. The church is to make known the manifold wisdom of God to those evil forces of darkness, principalities and powers and rulers and world forces of this darkness. How are you going to do that? Did you know that when Jesus spoke, the devil had to listen? Remember at the temptation when the devil said personally, up close and personal, make these stones become bread, jump off the pinnacle of the temple and prove yourself. Uh, you know, Jesus said, it is written. And at the end of his it is written, he demanded the devil get lost. Be gone from me, Satan. 
know that you have the very authority of Jesus because he lives in you for you've received him as your Lord? How are you going to make known to the evil forces of darkness what the wisdom of God is? Here's a thing that the body of Christ has not been very good at understanding, and that is the power of a proclamation. Do you know that you as a believer has the, has the legal power, the legal authority to speak the Word of God into this earth? If Jesus spoke to the devil and the devil had to listen and obey what Jesus said, why don't you speak what Jesus said in your own situation where the devil is trying to disrupt? Because i got to tell you that God Almighty in his infinite majesty, wisdom, and love, and power the cross checkmated what the devil wanted to do in your life. What does that mean practically? Are you listening? Everything that the enemy is trying to do in your life, in your family, you need to rise up and you need to make a proclamation. You need to make known to the principalities and powers and world forces of this darkness that they will not prevail. It will not prevail. People say, well, I'll just think it. That won't work. Jesus spoke it. He designed you in his image and likeness so that heaven's authority is released by what you believe in your heart and speak with your mouth. This is not something you just do casually. This is a lifestyle. There are times when I can just sense the presence of evil in certain circumstances and situations, and I'll get off to myself and say, in the name of Jesus, I demand you to cease and desist your operation against this household, against this family, against our church, against our members, against our family say, Pastor, you have lost it. No, I found it. It's in the Word of God. It's in the Word of God. And I want to tell you, if you refuse to speak what you believe, all the enemy will do is keep on pushing you around. And I've got some great news for you. All the activity that you see the devil doing in your family all the activity you see the enemy doing and seeming to succeed in your, your adult children and in, in the, 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 the painful things in your life, I want to tell you something. God already saw all that before you were even born, and he's checkmated it by the power of the cross of Jesus. You keep on trusting him. You're in the middle of the book. He wrote the end of the book. God is going to take even those things that seem so extraordinarily painful and like the enemy has won. You had not seen the end of it yet. God saw it before you were ever born. And God Almighty is sovereign. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. 
He works all things together for good to those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. That's His Word. But understand that it is the church's responsibility to receive the wisdom of God, to open our hearts and minds to the Word of God by the Spirit of God, and to proclaim what God says is the truth. It is the church's job to make known to principalities and powers and world forces. And so when we say, just when you thought you had the Lord, that he was done, God raised him from the dead. He ascended before heaven and he's given me a right and privilege to come before his throne right now. Hallelujah. The, the, the great checkmate. It's the wisdom of God. So how does that apply to us? If we will walk in the wisdom of God, sometimes we'll see what some, some uh, devil or some agent of the devil is trying to do. And by the grace of God, get around it. And if we can't get around it, we'll certainly go through it. And I'll tell you this, whatever the enemy succeeds at doing, if you will leave the results to the Lord and obey him, he will somehow cause it to work together for his glory and your good. He will do it. He will do it. I don't see how he can. That's because he's sovereign. He can do it. Now look over there in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I want you to see something that we've got to do. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those of us who are saved, being saved. How many of you know you were saved, you are being saved, and you're going to be saved? You were saved at a time and place in, in, in time where you received the gift of God's grace and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. But you were reconciled to God by the by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, you will be saved by his life. So the life of Jesus is now on the inside of you, and he is saving you from the power of sin. You got saved from the penalty of sin when you, were, when you believed. You're now being saved from the power of sin as you cooperate with the Spirit of God and walk according to the Word of God. And one day you will be saved because this old body that all of us have that's been touched by sin is going to be give way to a new body. So I have been, I am being, and I will be. Amen. The, blood, the cross is foolishness to those who perish, but to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Verse 24, Christ is the wisdom and the power of God. What's the power of the cross? Go to the right to 2 Corinthians. I want to show you very quickly 2 Corinthians chapter 5. The power of the cross was, thank you, Lord, it removed all of our legal violations against the character of God. Thank you, Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, you all know verse 17, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. Verse 18, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus and given us the ministry of reconciliation. 
That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors, representatives for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. What did Jesus do at the cross? He refused to continue to hold your sins against you. My sin and yours were legal violations of the righteous character of God. And at the cross, he expunged our sin from the record. Thank you, Lord. Notice what he, what he also did in verse 21. For he, God, made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, at the cross, God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for, everybody say me, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know what God did at the cross? He took all of your sin and laid them on Jesus, every one of them. But he didn't stop there. He took all of Jesus' righteousness and put it into your account. Hallelujah. So when God sees you in Christ, he sees you as the righteousness of his son. You may not act like it, think like it, or talk like it, but that's the, God says that's the way it is. And in closing, I want you to turn to Romans 6 with me, and I want you to get hold of this. Oh, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, help us to get hold of this. In the, it is the wisdom of God for us to get hold of revelation of what God saw at the cross in His wisdom. What did God see at the cross? Romans 6, let's look there at verse 3. Do you, do you not know that as many of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus, baptism by the Holy Spirit when we received Christ, were baptized into his death? Oh, now, wait a minute now. In God's eyes, when you receive Jesus as your Lord, the Holy Spirit placed you into the very body of Christ. He placed you into the body of Christ. You were baptized, placed into the body of Christ by his death. Do you know what that means? At the cross, you were there. Yeah, you were. In God's eyes, and he always tells the truth. We're the ones that get deceived. In God's eyes, at the cross, you were there. Well, watch this. Let's read on. Therefore, verse 4, we were buried with him through baptism, that is the Spirit's entrance into our life, into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in the newness of life. For, verse 6, I'm sorry, verse 5, if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, and we have, 
certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, verse 6, that our old man, who I used to be before I came to know Jesus and, and became born again, my old way of thinking and speaking and behaving, our old man was crucified with him. I told you you were there. God give us revelation. Do you ever stop and think about it and meditate on the fact that when Jesus bled out on the cross, you were there? Yes, you were. You were there. And when he was buried, you were there. And when he was raised, you were there. And when he ascended, you were there. And when he has sat down at the throne of God, you were there. Hey, I, I, I don't know about that, Pastor. Okay. Colossians 3, and we're closing Colossians 3. I want you to see this. Colossians 3, go past Ephesians, go past Philippians, over there to Colossians chapter 3. Listen to this. If then you were raised with Christ, and you were, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For, look at verse 3, for you died. I told you you were there. In God's eyes you were there. You, the old you outside of Christ, the old re unregenerate, unreborn you, you died and now your life is hidden with Christ in God. You've got an audience before the throne of heaven. I hear people say, well, if I could just pray through. You're already through. <laughs> come in faith to the throne of God, knowing that you can come boldly to the throne of God and receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God give us revelation that the old person I used to be was nailed to the cross. I was there. I was buried with you to the old life that I had, and you raised me to a brand new life in Christ Jesus. And I, have, I am right now, I am right now, I have free access to the throne of God in Christ. It is the wisdom of God. He checkmated the enemy. And regardless of what you see today, you take your faith before the throne of God and declare that the enemy will not prevail. And that for which it looks like and feels like he's winning right now, that there's coming a time when that will be cut off. And that what God has desired and what you have prayed in faith will come to pass. The wisdom of God. Wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Oh, what a, what a precious, precious, what precious promises we have. I want you to bow your heads with me today now, and I want you to.
go before the Lord and, and, and do a couple of things. I want you in your own inner man, you can speak it out of your own mouth. I want you to admit and profess before heaven and earth that you were there. Everybody say it with me, please. According to the Word of God, I was crucified with Christ, buried to my old life, and raised to the new life that is in me now in Christ Jesus. My true citizenship is in heaven with the Lord. I'm the sojourner, a stranger in this world. But God has given me the authority of Jesus. And I will make known to all the evil one and his enemies, those that have come against me, that my God has already prevailed in the situations that I'm in today. And that my Father will work together for good all things in my life. Would you right now, would you ask the Lord for greater revelation? of who He is in you. Would you just do that? Ask Him for greater revelation of who Christ is in you right now. Let's all stand. Would you sing this chorus with me that Jeff is playing for us? Christ the solid rock I stand. Make it your declaration of faith today. All other ground is sinking sand. Sing it together. all these things together for your own glory and our good. Thank you that you have already defeated the evil one and it's up to us to believe your word, to enforce your word by our own proclamation, trusting in your mighty 
unchanging grace. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for being here today. We don't meet on the last Sunday of the month. We'll see you again in two weeks. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.